0: on this episode of deep thrones we review season one episode five the wolf and the lion chris gives us some insight into the novels that inspired the series i put my heart on the line and slide right into Amelia clark's dms and we break down my beef with theon's penis plus many more great segments winner is here
1: all right guys welcome to season one episode five this is deep thrones the wolf and the lion what's up cd
0: hey chris how you doing man it's good to see you
1: hey i'm I'm good dude for uh for the listeners you got to refer to me as sims all right don't don't fucking say my first don't don't give my government name out to these people all right
0: yep why can't i call
1: you chris I don't know. I'm, I'm, I literally just pulled that out of my ass. Just give yeah. me a little well,
0: let's, also, folks, for those of you tuning in, we'd like to thank you once again for listening. And again, on behalf of the Deep Throne's podcast and humanity in general, I'd like to apologize for that display Chris put on last week. I uh, That was completely out of left field uh out what of left talking, hand i'm talking about yeah, oh, yeah you can't just be busting out booty eating combos out of nowhere throwing hard curve balls uh, it's, it's, at this early um, in the morning
1: it's 2018 ever heard of it people eat ass now <laughs> i've heard but, of
0: 2018 yes
1: <laughs> any, anyways uh, i heard you had some little escapades on, uh, on Instagram instagram recently. yeah so
0: i'm gonna be sliding into amelia clark's gms probably frequently now uh I'm, I'm trying to get her on the podcast this is for the podcast no ulterior motives all right guys i'm a professional this is just i'm just trying to get her on the airwaves for us so we can have a big name guest and uh anything mm-hmm. that happens when she comes on outside of the podcast is n- neither here nor there
1: see my my people have been working with her people to get her on the airwaves here and i received a very angry phone call last night saying You know, your your partner contacted us asking Amelia out on on a coffee date or something. See, they said that's unprofessional. We can't be having stuff like that. We were going to just discuss
0: um, payment uh, for her (laughs) being on the podcast. We weren't. It was going to be strictly professional. There was no ulterior motives. I said, listen, there were two beds in that hotel room that I bought us. (laughs) 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 I mean, did I push them together? Yeah, but there were two. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah well as long as as long as you don't staircase here, as long as you don't michael peterson nah, there, i'm I not gonna michael peterson can.
0: Oh, 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 how, how could i kill her I <laughs> <laughs> michael Peterson, right. guys well, the staircase is gonna be our next podcast
1: either the staircase or waco we gotta get oh, that's uh, true. all those true Actually, crimes do you watch do you watch westworld or you haven't started that i yet? haven't
0: started westworld now
1: okay well I might, we might have to get to into that later on. But for yes. now, let's give the people what they came here for. I'm just going to huh?
0: get into Amelia Clark's DMs. Oh, yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, so um, we we'll start off with the review of Episode 5. Um, Ned is visiting the uh, funeral of Sir Hugh, or Sir Hugh's dead body, and Sir Barristan is right there. Uh, essentially, Ned and Sir Barristan start talking about war stories. Um... But basically, I mean, Ned's there to do continue his detective work and figure out who killed John Aaron, and yep. Sir Hugh was the number one suspect at this point. Um, they actually bring up a couple a couple good points. I forget which one of them said it, but one of them was like oh he's uh he he's he's in some fancy new armor, but he was just a squire before John Aaron died, so how did he end up being able to afford that?" Which is it a seems good like some,
0: some payments are being made, some debts are being uh, paid for, and as we all know, exactly. Alannister always pays their debts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At least that's what and Ned's So
1: not really, too much, not really too much else out of that scene, but we go into a really cool scene following Ned still. Ned goes into uh, Robert's tent and they start really picking up where they left off when they were back uh, back uh in the war and and younger they're kind of horsing around it's a lighthearted conversation robert's trying to get in enlist himself in the joust and ned's basically like
0: you fat fuck well, he you can't out, be on that yeah. horse
1: <laughs> <laughs> he started out saying he was too fat to do it but then he knew that robert would respond negatively to that so he decided to play more more of a uh more of a friendly uh, more of a friendly role there and basically say hey no one's actually gonna try to unseat you like you're, you're the king you're and the going king did, yeah. so just I, gonna win.
0: I actually have yeah. like an issue with how Robert just picks on his poor squire Lancel Lannister oh, yeah. like he just bullies <laughs> the guy like constantly and it's like that's negative dude you can't just be bullying like that Lancel's gonna get he's gonna get one of the AR-15s and come into the keep Whoa. one day and
1: Lancel's kind of soft, man. You know then all I mean? the lords he's... of the
0: areas will be like thoughts and prayers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lentil, he he's soft. Like and and not to mention, Robert didn't choose Lancel. Yeah, Lancel's a, a soft as seven a for sure. He kind of got pushed on him. Yeah, he got um, thrusted upon him. Yeah, so. He does a little shit every now and then.
0: He looks so goofy. He looks like a painting of a guy from back then. Lancel Lannister does. Like the he, hair and the outfit. Little, yeah. <laughs> he's like, got that yeah.
1: You, you know the little painting hat, yeah. He's got the little... He's got the little got hat. Hat. I don't even know Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so we step outside and the joust is actually going on now. Uh, Sir Loras is facing the mountain. Um, Loras Tyrell is the oldest son, well actually in the show he's the only son of the Tyrells but um, there's some other sons as well, but anyways, Loris Tyrell one of the richest and best knights in the game at this point versus the Mountain, who's just brutal um, big boy and there's a little trickery that goes down, Loris ends up winning um, but but he, he cheated a little bit what he did was, he his mare, his horse that he was riding was in heat and the mountains horse was a male horse, uh, so essentially, the mountains horse was just freaking out, trying to smang Loris's horse. And yeah, he high loaded it up. Yeah, and just got. I mean, so basically, the Loris cheated to win. The the mountain got super upset, ended Killed up chopping off the horse. head of his horse, which is wild. Just cl- one clean stroke through the entire horse's neck. Yeah, I've never one clean uh, stroke to anything. <laughs> well, so, sometimes you only get one or two clean strokes, and then you can't and like your like I don't know, spit. man. I
0: I have aggressively dirty strokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to throw on the towel after a couple. Of uh, and then so the mountain goes after Loris, and off uh, you know off horseback, Loris has no chance against the mountain. So the hound steps in, and Bowl goes Clegane. down. They're Clegane getting after Bull. it. Yeah, um, and really an awesome fight scene. They're they're both yeah. pretty equal here. Level, yeah, it's like Kane versus fight.
0: Undertaker. You're like, oh, brother versus brother.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, King Robert's like, all right, enough of this. Like, and yells, and then the the Hound actually stops and Bows and the just like storms off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a great, maybe a possible little foreshadowing going on there. Hopefully. Yeah. For hopefully, a future eight, brawl that Game we want to see.
0: Oh, Cliche Bowl two. Oh God. It's like when the New Patriots Romans. faced Eli again and they're like, surely we can't lose to him twice. <laughs> <the> next thing <laughs> yeah, you know, Eli gets that win.
1: Fucking cross-eyed Eli, doesn't know what's going on. He
0: can't, he can't even read.
1: Well, it, it actually works out in his favor because he can like look off safeties a lot because that you can't read his eyes. Because he's, so, he's, he's looking drooling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the <laughs> next scene we have here is Cat, Cat and Tyrion and company are, are walking on the Eastern Road, heading towards the Vale, and um, hill tribe fight. Yeah, if, if if you don't really, um I guess up to this point, like you don't really understand what the Eastern Road or the High Road is, but there's a ton of mountains, and this this road is going along the, I guess, the valley of these mountains and there's mountain clans that are uncivilized and they're not ruled over by anyone in there yeah. so when you know when they see caravans going along this road it's basically open season yeah this is like when you're uh,
0: driving to florida with your family and you go through parts of the deep south and you're like what the fuck is that what's that guy doing Who's, yeah, what is that exactly wait
1: where are we only yeah. only there's there's no shady gas stations where all the clans congregate and this <laughs> is just... yeah
0: and you're like we just want gas and some pringles <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some Mountain Dew. Yeah, but we're yeah, just going to be so out our mad, way. So they, they get attacked um, because there's not a large amount of them. The Mountain Clans shy away from, from large parties, but they're going to attack a small party like this all day. Most of, the, most of them end up getting killed, including most of the Mountain Clansmen, but um, Bron actually takes out a shit ton of them, uh, and that's the first time you see Bron fighting, and you see how good of a fighter he is. And, uh, Tyrion begs Cat to uncut his, um, uh, his, I guess, uh, what would you call those? Handcuffs? Um. Because he proved while himself. Getting attacked. Yeah. Right. He killed and a then, guy. Um, he killed a guy, basically saving Cat's life. Um, which you think Cat would show some sort of appreciation for that, but she doesn't.
0: Not because, a Cat fan at all. Uh, yeah, she sucks. She's weak uh, socks.
1: And then, next scene here, um... We're back in Winterfell. Bran is studying, going through house names. Sigils, and stuff. Yeah, nothing really nothing too important to talk about there. The important part comes then, after that. Yeah, the- Theon. It's a scene where Theon's just really giving it to Rose or Roz whatever uh, her name, whatever her is. name yeah. is. We finally see her. I mean, she's been talked about maybe at least three or four times um, in the. And now four we finally see her getting
0: this work. Yeah,
1: it's just yeah, just catching it and catching,
0: catching rounds
1: but afterwards um you really like sh- you can tell that she's kind of I don't know she's not just like one that's just going to run off the camera after it's done like she she's sitting there talking to Theon and really giving it to him reminding him right reminding him his place that he's not a Stark he's kind of you know he's kind of a uh, he's kind of kidnapped and held here for ransom almost yeah what um, a terrible
0: way to end that session like he had to pay for sex and then afterwards he got he got bullied <laughs>
1: He got verbally abused after
0: that. He got beaten.
1: Theon goes, he's like, I don't want to pay for it this time. And she's like, then get yourself a wife.
0: (laughs) Theon's just getting tossed. He's getting worked. Uh, Theon's had a rough couple episodes.
1: Well, you think think these are rough for Theon. Just wait, guys. Wait. wait, Yeah. And then next scene, we're in King's Landing. Varys and Ned are talking about basically about how robert's life is in danger right now um various implies that john aaron was murdered by the, the poison that called the tears of lease or the tears of Lys, however you want to say it um and various is saying that king robert could very well be in that same danger because on no one block. can really tell you know i mean it it it, it looks it makes it seem like you die like a like a clean death there's no yeah. really evidence of foul play when you're using that that specific poison,
0: yeah. So it's a it's a it's a you know it's hard to detect, and uh, but they believe that was the case, and from there they jump right. to just like Arya, in the uh, in the dungeon she sees the dragon skulls, and then she hears a conversation mm-hmm. between Illyrio and Varys about uh, a lot of Daenerys talk, and then a lot of talk about Ned and the potential that Ned mm-hmm. could be killed, which then leads to a conversation between B- Balish and Varys in the throne room
1: right so and then they, this this is actually one of my favorite scenes maybe mm. in the whole series such a heated um, conversation any, I mean anytime you have the minds of Baelish and Varys going at each other yeah. I mean you like you know how their minds work they're con- consistently trying to get the upper edge Witty, on, the, on, on anyone that are talking to
0: the level of just awesome conversation this was Trump Clinton
1: 2.0 oh not even close dude. Varys Trump would say Clinton something like and then Baelish was just fucking... like
0: Baelish would lean in and he was like, wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean this 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 debate puts Trump Clinton to, to to fucking shame, man. Yeah, I mean, of course. These 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 guys' minds operate at a higher level than anyone else in the Game of Thrones. Um and it's anytime you get them the two of them together in the same room, it's always it always leads to some great conversation. Yeah. Um but then one of my favorite lines in this in this conversation is little figure goes, uh does someone somewhere keep your balls in a box? <laughs> like, just,
0: <laughs> what a weird thing guess, to say to I somebody. I like
1: how every time like Varys starts to get the upper hand on someone in a the conversation, they just default could, to, when in, to it <laughs> yeah.
0: when in doubt. When in doubt, he could just toss someone but, and be like, "Yeah, well, you, where's your where's your penis, man?"
1: Yeah. But then one of the more important parts at, towards the end of that conversation is Baelish reveals to varus that he knows that illyrio was there in king's landing and that foreign dignitary was talking to him yeah mm-hmm. so essentially little fingers like i know what you're up to like don't he mentions a lot about oh i thought we were friends and stuff but, but basically what he meant was if you're planning some shit like that like don't don't leave me out don't have me be on the losing side of what's going on
0: yeah it's, and then i love i think it's like it's either Redly or, Renly or Ned, like, walks in, and they both just, like, put their head down as if nothing was happening. They're both like, oh, okay, yeah, small council meeting, we're coming. <laughs>
1: um, and, and also, like, just, like, a little nerd fact, um, the, when is when going through the dungeons and sees the dragon heads and stuff, um, in the Red Keep, there's a series of, like, secret tunnel waves, and uh, Megor the Cruel, who was the third Targaryen king, the cool actually, cruel like C R U E. Thought you said the cool. Um, <laughs> what? No, 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 He he uh, completed the construction of the Red Keep, and um, all the people who worked on it at the time he invited to like a big seven-day feast. Everything was paid for. Uh, there were like prostitutes and everything that were already paid for. And then at the end of the seven days, he killed all the construction workers on the Red Keep because they were the only ones, he wanted to be the only one to know what secret tunnel ways and what um, secret hiding spots and everything were left yeah. in the Red it's Keep. It's
0: like H.H. Holmes, wow. So, yeah. All so,
1: right, so the next couple scenes are right all kind
0: there. of jumbled together. Uh, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. non-importance packed into it, so we'll skip over it really quick. But Arya's traveling around a bit. It's kind of like she's almost lost. Ned finally gets a grasp on her. Mm-hmm. She shares the intel she learned in the dungeons. Uh, but the big important part is a Night Watchman comes in to Ned, and uh, he asks for everyone to leave the room, and they do. And then he tells him, he's like, "It's it's important. It's about your brother Benjamin and it's Wall stuff, just to throw the scent off the trail." And then everyone leaves the room, and then he tells him that, "Yo, your wife has taken the imp."
1: Right, and um, the Night Watchman, his name is Yoren, um, and he was he was the same one that was talking to Tyrion up at the Wall and stuff. They were good buddies, and. That's a big reveal because up to this point, Ned thinks that basically, I mean, Ned, Ned knows that Kat is like, oh, the Lannisters are doing all this stuff, but he didn't ever think about taking any action about it up to this point. He was just doing his detective work yeah. and Kat really jumped the gun and just, just arrested Tyrion, yeah. which ends up being a huge cat- catalyst um, uh, up to this point so far. And then the yeah. next scene we have, we're back on the Eastern Road, yeah. and uh, Kat's party, Kat Tyrion and company finally meet up with some Knights of the Vale, and um, we get a little bit of a background on the Vale um, through the words of Tyrion, and he says the Eerie, they say it's impregnable, and... Bron, 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 huh. Bron, Bron comes back and goes, Give me 10 minutes and climbing spikes. I'll impregnate the bitch. So, so, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty right. Pretty great line from Bron. That's um, right. That's, that's but, a great quote. <laughs> Great, great line and then uh, next can you next imagine scene, being married the...
0: and your wife being like i want to have a kid and i am be like all right let me get my climbing spikes
1: <laughs> yeah let me get g- give me 10, men, me get 10 men of my climbing spikes <laughs>
0: you're, you're in for it
1: <laughs> we'll get you pregnant uh, and small then, uh, council we're back meeting at, king's landing at a small council meeting um so word finally reached everyone in king or not everyone in king's landing but the small council that danny is pregnant and, of course, Robert doesn't take the word well. He basically freaks out and says, like, fuck you, Ned. We, we should have – I told you we should have killed him. We, we should have done this a long time ago. Um, everyone in the small council agrees with Robert, Littlefinger, right. Varys, Baelish. I mean – I said Littlefinger and Baelish like they're two different people. But anyway, so everyone, everyone agrees with Robert that You're like, Robert, kill the
0: king. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but of course, honorable old, not honorable Ned, still is like, oh, you're gonna kill a, a child because because word that she's pregnant from a traitor Jorah and like all the shit and he's like, no, nah, um, my nephew's gonna bang her. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? What's your opinion? You think Robert? All right, should... so this is
0: this is my theory. You mean if I was Robert, or as an objective yes. observer, if or, I was Robert, I would probably agree theory. with Robert
1: yeah well if you're if you're anyone this to too cutthroat. Couple, if you're on the i would agree with robert side. this world's yeah. too
0: cutthroat Same. i mean yeah. from robert's perspective the last targaryen he knew was setting people on fire yeah i think ned yeah. knows it's... too much that nobody else knows so he probably has a different perspective but i mean yeah i'd probably want her dead too until i saw her in which case i'd be like oh never mind let's bang <laughs>
1: And and then and then you could die. No, I'm kidding. I, I I I tend to agree with you on this. I I mean, you can't you can't have someone who has a legitimate claim to the throne just living willy nilly across the sea from you, like with it's, the Dothraki it, her, it, it,
0: herd. You know,
1: right? I mean, there's forty thousand Dothraki screamers, which means that's just that's not even the whole herd. That's just forty thousand warriors. So that, yeah. that, that, that would put the number probably closer a to, like, 100,000 of, like, the whole the whole herd, you know? So I, I, yeah. that's that's a very so, serious threat, and I tend to agree that they should get rid of it.
0: So what ends up happening, really, is that Ned and Robert have such a bad, heated conversation over this. There's some great lines in here. I'll discuss one of them later. But Ned quits. He, yeah. like, throws the hand of the king, little pin he gets down on the table, and Robert is, like, throwing around mm-hmm. the word treason and stuff uh and it is kind of a you know important scene in that respect because you just see how far away rob and ned actually are when it comes to how they see the world and ned like i would want to agree with ned i would want to see what he's saying we don't need to just go kill some girl because again i told you this in episode one is that ned has a very diplomatic view of the world which is not game of thrones that's 2018 view of the world that's not game of thrones view of the world robert's view is i think the one that i would side with because i'm trying to put myself in that mindset you know
1: exactly you gotta you gotta eliminate that direct competition like that like someone claiming the throne you know
0: yeah tanya harding tried it yeah you just gotta rent the kneecap
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah but that that was a poorly put together plan
0: well, look at the fucking masterminds.
1: Yeah, true. And then uh next so scene quit. we're we're actually yeah, Ned Neb resigns as the hand. Uh um, we're, we're in the veil. We're in the veil, we're up at the Erie. Um we meet Liza Aaron for the first time and Robin Aaron. Robin Aaron is I I believe in the range of like eight to eleven years old at this and he's point. Sucking and, titty. And, he, and he's still suckling at his mother's breast, which is pretty Super creepy. Super
0: problematic. This scene for me, how did they film that? Was that her actual titty in this kid's mouth?
1: You know what? I'm not sure. I mean, judging from the look of the titty, it looks like it was a body double because that was a great looking solo titty, if I was saying that. She's out. an old, but yeah. I <laughs> but I don't know. Great solo. I mean, great she solo. could be back in heat under the shirt. I, I don't know.
0: I just don't know. But I hope it was like a, like a thing that they just had her wear because there's no way... They just had like, because you know how many like permission slips that kid's parents would have had to sign to be like, yo, we're going to have your kids suck some 50 year old lady's tit.
1: Yeah, but if I'm a parent, I'm signing a permission slip. I well, mean, the how kid's much probably making, no, of course yeah, he is. I mean, I'm yeah, not saying,
0: I'm obviously they did.
1: Oh, what? I'm going to, I'm not going to sign off on my son sucking a titty so, so he can make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, just saying, on. even mm-hmm. for the
0: kid that had to be so weird. Imagine I mean, going hopefully to school. my son
1: would be sucking titties for free.
0: Can you imagine coming home to school <laughs> with a <the> permission slip <laughs> being like, "Hey, we're going to the uh, the field museum. Also, I'm going to be sucking some titties." So, <laughs> yeah, also, also, I'm going to
1: be uh, sucking Miss Liza's titty. Who's Miss Liza?
0: Uh, uh, just a lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, some chick. Um, okay, so back 7-11. to the meat and potatoes of the scene here, and off the titty of the scene. Um, Liza accuses Tyrion of killing John Aaron as well as Catelyn simultaneously accusing Tyrion of uh, trying to kill Bran. So, th- basically, Tyrion's sitting here. Um,
0: he's getting he's getting a little, this is like last week, he's getting a little Riley Reed. a little all angles It's coming at him.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's, I mean, we don't, I guess we don't know this at this point, but I don't think... I mean, he, he doesn't deserve all these accusations at this point. There's no solid evidence or proof that he's done any of this. Slab so, well, don't
0: fit. You must acquit. Where I'm from.
1: Right. And and Robin starts saying, "Okay, well, let's throw him through the moon door." And thank God, Liza had some sense and was like, "Now put him, you know, lock him up for now, and we'll decide what to do with him." Um, well, because they well, still know so,
0: that Tyrion still has the Lannister name, and they know that if they act right. too brash, they're all dead.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and the Tyrion in those sky cells, they're actually you can't really tell in the show, but they're slanted. So it's 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 uh like a regular prison cell, only one of the walls opens up to the outside, which is an 800 foot drop down to just rocks at the bottom of of the Erie, and the floor is slanted oh. towards that opening. So if you like fall asleep and and like start rolling a little bit a lot of people just fall out and die so Tyrion like in the books he like tries a ton of ways to keep himself awake um to not end up like so blind, like, what, blind, like, blind like thinking
0: about stuff or
1: uh well I don't know I mean last time I read the books was like two years ago so I don't really remember the specifics but I can give you general stuff we'll look into it we'll we'll call it, we'll get someone we'll on get now. our top guys on and that, then yeah. Yeah, and the next scene, we're at the uh, Red Keep. Renly and Loras are um, shaving each manscaping. other. <laughs> <laughs> just little, yeah, they're, they're, just, just manscaping. Just two bros shaving
0: each other's chests. That's all it is. Uh, but this shows you but that the, they actually are in a relationship, that they are together.
1: Right. And the, the other important aspect of this is Loras is basically saying that Renly should be the king. And Renly's like, no, I'm I'm fourth in line. Like, we get like, our first speak of no Stannis.
0: He mentions Stannis yeah. and Rob and he's like, My brothers are brutes, you know, I'm just, you know. Yeah. And then it the scene ends with like Loris goes down on Renly. And the interesting thing for me about this part is that normally when that happens, you get like you it always shows the guy who's like getting the beeja's face, and you get like one eye roll usually in television. Renly like snuck in like five eye rolls. This was a weirdly long scene on his face. <sighs>
1: yeah they gotta they gotta meet the quota of of sex stuff and per episode right that's true and then and there was definitely some b-
0: off screen and i was like all right they're really going ham on this cool
1: <laughs> and then the next scene is actually one of my favorites in the episode great um, scene i can't i don't know which conversation i like better this one between robert and cersei uh sitting down and talking or the one between various and uh Baelish going back and forth but this is actually the first time where we see Robert and Cersei in an intimate setting and they Cersei brings up and and asks about Lyanna Stark for the first time and Robert explains it like hey you know I, I I can't even really remember what she looks like but I do remember which is very was... sad. Yeah, that is pretty sad. That's the thing like, I do say, remember though. that she was yeah. I'm, I mean when when years go by and you know robert's been critically injured in the in the meantime you know he fought in two wars since he last saw liana like he's not gonna remember what she looks like but um but yeah so he does say that um he remembers that once she was gone there's there's a uh, there's a hole that no one else in the seven kingdoms could ever replace and that's kind of like a slap in the face to cersei Sitting right there. And you kinda of feel for Cersei in that moment. But then the the part where you really feel for Cersei is when she goes, You know, I, I did used to care for you, even after we had our firstborn, you know, I I still thought that there was something there. And then she straight up asks, Did we ever stand a chance? Was there ever anything there between us? And Robert just looks her in the eyes and goes, No. And that's where I, I you know, I really felt for Cersei in that moment, and you can see kind right. of Maybe if there was a better relationship between the two of them, Cersei wouldn't be such a huge bitch, but, you know, that's a hypothetical. I guess we'll never find out.
0: No, I mean, but you appreciate the candor from Robert, I guess. You appreciate him being honest, but it's just brutal honesty.
1: No. Oh, and I forgot to mention they talk about um, the prospect of the Dothraki coming across the narrow sea, and Robert's basically saying, we won't be, we wouldn't be able to stop him. And he does, like, a pretty cool analogy. He goes, what's bigger, the number five or, or one? And Cersei goes, five. And Robert holds up his hands and holds one fist together and holds five fingers apart, on the other hand. And he goes, yeah. basically, it says one, one army united wins against five um, single fingers I guess are single people yeah
0: I but. thought it was kind of like a sexual thing he was doing he's like which one do you want <laughs> <laughs> well
1: <Pick. laughs> no I mean it's a good teaching point I, I mean Robert is a good tactician um, yeah. I mean he won two wars pretty I miss. I wish I Stannis he was, was really in Martin's him
0: had some combos
1: yeah that would be cool to see uh, that, would, that would be very cool to see and then next next scene um, we're still in King's Landing Ned is visiting Littlefinger's brothel and he interrogates or i guess does some more detective work on another one of robert's bastards and and the mother and there wasn't really too much to learn there other than the fact that robert had another bastard which again everyone knows and ned's leaving and he gets accosted by jamie and a bunch of lannister guards outside and jamie's very 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 pissed off that his brother was kidnapped by by catelyn stark and basically ned takes the blame of it and just goes you know he was captured by my orders which he wasn't but you know honorable ned being honorable ned has to stand up for his wife um which leads to all of his and all of ned's guards getting killed just brutally murdered in the street no including, including ned, jory including jory and I'm then saying. um i like jory the showdown yeah Jory, jory was a good dude um, pretty cool showdown between Ned and Jamie though. They're going they're going solo solo um, for a little going tit for
0: while. For chat, yeah, they get they exchange some yeah. blows and then one of Jamie's boys kind of blindsides Ned. Sandra Bullock style. Yeah,
1: which was bullshit.
0: Takes him in, makes but him an offensive happen. lineman. Yeah.
1: And then the episode ends with Ned laying there on the ground next to all his dead comrades. And yeah, that was that was episode five.
0: Wow, what an episode it was!
1: There was there was a lot of action in that episode, which I which is great. I mean, what would you, where would you put the rating on this one?
0: All right, well, folks, now we're going to get into our segments, and we'll start with the rating part of the segment. And I just want to say, I feel like Chris, that was one of our bet that was one of our crispier reviews, if I do say so. We were very crisp on that one. That was so? we're starting to become super professional, gang. All right, super professional. We're sounding good. We're sliding into Amelia Clark's DMs we're uh (laughs) we're on itunes i think we're starting to we're really starting to figure this thing out chris and i'm proud of you buddy proud of you uh so my rating no no problem uh except for that booty eating combo uh but my rating for this episode uh, high i give it a nine a nine nine out of ten i loved this episode the dialogue is solid the uh fight scene with jamie and ned i was waiting for it i got it uh i did not waste it i put in some winter um, so it was just a really solid, solid episode. Winter came a little bit and, uh, I'm happy with it. So I give it that, that, Nuevo.
1: Nice. I, I can respect that. I'm going to go with the hard eight here. Jesus um, all right. So the fucking hard I, eight.
0: All right. Just give I, it an eight.
1: It's, I would say it's, well, hold on. Cause it's almost closer to a nine. Hence it being a hard eight, but there's, there's a lot of good action scenes in this one. Um, and, and things are really heating up i mean the, the seasons reach kind of reaching a climax here boiling a lot of big yeah, a lot of winter it's reaching down, winter so.
0: yeah we're gonna get some snowfall
1: yeah. so i it, a very it, solid episode the innuendo Part too eight.
0: of your hard and soft is like it's like you know a soft seven you almost think a soft seven would be better than a hard seven
1: well, well, it depends. Well all right, well, let's not get into the semantics about the ratings here, alright But
0: okay, well, you're the one who, you're the one who created this thing. Because if you're yeah, a soft it's... seven, then it stands to reason that when it's hard, it's a bigger number than a hard seven would be if it were soft.
1: Yeah, but you got to take it at face value, you're getting either a soft seven or a hard seven. Okay, you're so at face value, can't make, you, can't make this, you can't make the soft seven hard, you, you got to take it at for what you it can't, is.
0: You can't give a little something to get it. <laughs>
1: no, no, it's, right. it's, it's, this is face value ratings here, right? Because then, yeah, yeah. I, we're not going to go down that road there. Um, so I feel like we'd be here first, all day. <laughs> <laughs> first segment best line slash yas queen what was your number um, Hard eight Hard eight yeah
0: okay i'm gonna write that down Hard yeah. eight all right. all right best line right, so
1: what's your what's your best line start us off here do you want me to do both or just one well say the best line and right. i'll see if i have any comments on it my you know, best okay jesus mm-hmm. all right we're good
0: why don't you shut your <laughs> mouth for a hard second Best line. <laughs> uh, this was, uh, very said it, the small council to Ned, when they were talking about killing Danny, and he said, Yet we who presume to rule must sometimes do vile things for the good of the realm.
1: Mm. That is a great line. Especially true since line. Varys
0: definitely doesn't want Danny dead, spoiler alert, but also because it's a true line, I think, to, to mankind in general. Yet we who presume to rule must sometimes do vile things for the good of the realm. And I'm not saying that's true. In my heart I'm saying that's something that a government would say to you
1: yeah yeah but I I, yeah I mean you can see both sides of the argument Um, if it I mean what is it the good of what is it the good of many versus like the the welfare of one or something I might have just made that saying up I've never heard that before in my life I I believe it was
0: Kennedy who said the good of (laughs) many versus the welfare of one
1: (laughs) I believe it was uh, Cleveland who said... um, I believe it was... hmm.
0: Man, that's nasty.
1: (laughs) And your your Yas queen?
0: My Yas queen is your mother was a dumb whore with a fat ass. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Robert says it to Lancel, which is just
1: like, whoa. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Because it also means that
0: she's probably deceased because he used the phrase was... And it's when Lancel can't get Robert's fat ass into his jousting gear. He's like, I'm sorry, your your grace, it seems stuck. And he's just like, your mother was a double with a fat ass. Did you know that? (laughs) And then that's when Ned comes in and says that Robert's fat. And then then Lancel like chuckles. uh... Lancel like chuckles and Robert's like, oh, so you do think I'm fat? And He goes, no, your grace. Then he's like, you don't think the hands joke is funny.
1: He just verbally abused them, but then classic, classic bully move, he sends him on a dead mission. He goes, go get the, go get the breastplate stretcher. And then Lance Doesn't runs exist. off to go find it. And, and Ned's like, "What the breastplate stretcher? They just both start laughing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, classic verbal abuse. Bully. Classic
0: verbal abuse just good fun. Just remember that lineman for the Dolphins who, like, quit football. Incognito.
1: He, he, no, he was Ritchie the bully. Yeah. Yeah um so my best line is uh littlefinger says to ned stark basically trying to when they're trying to talk about convincing him and, and to kill danny he goes when you find yourself in bed with an ugly woman best close your eyes and get it over with um, true best line i think baelish i don't know from a lyricist like baelish um he's got to know his audience there you know you don't say a line like that to try to get a person like Ned to relate to being able to kill a little girl. And that's just, I don't know. You got to know your audience there. And then my Yas queen is Loris. After the Hound saves his life, Loris goes, I owe you my life, sir. And the Hound goes, I'm no, sir. And that's, that's my Yas queen that I'm no, sir, because it kind of reminds me of Caitlyn Jenner. Um, brave what a brave woman stunning brave but i'm no sir just made me think of uh made me think of caitlin jenner
0: so that's your gasqueed yes, for that reason
1: yeah because it's all a right brain.
0: deep deep, brave, deep wow you really dove yeah. deep into that one
1: really efficient yeah. on that end <laughs> don't bring so, up you're not allowed to bring up fish on the podcast all right, Listen, anymore. listen I don't
0: <laughs> this whole rumor that started that I'm the one banging the fish is unfortunate because I'm not. The guy on the show you, is so passionate no. about fish that it seems like it's something he would be into. Right, and the right, concept we're not, we're not, is hilarious. We're not doing
1: this again.
0: I'll do we're it not whenever I want to do it.
1: Alright. Um next segment, hottest moment. Um start us what what do you got for your hottest moment? I
0: have my hottest moment was the Hound in the Mountains fight. All right. Because it was okay. just two big dudes. And again, very Kane Undertaker because they're both huge guys going at it, throwing mm-hmm. swords at each other. Um, the Hound shows he isn't a terrible man like his brother, even though he has some really low, low points, but he also has some high points. Um, you know, this is like The Rock versus Stone Cold, Batman versus Superman, Freddy vs. Jason, Roe vs. Wade. It's kind of like two Brahmables going at it. And, uh, you know, I love it.
1: Yeah, the classic classic Clegane ball. It's uh, ball 2.0, man. Let's get it. Yeah, we need we need round two immediately. My hottest moment was Robert and Cersei sitting sitting down and chatting. Um, I mean, we we went into this in detail in the review, so I'm not gonna put the listeners through this again. But I thought it was very cool to see Robert and Cersei in an intimate setting and actually. Um, actually sitting down and listening to each other for once instead of just yawning at each other or completely ignoring each other i thought that was cool um next segment my my favorite segment the highest rated segment of the show westborough's history minute
0: oh jesus christ yeah this is definitely the highest rated this <laughs> yeah folks go put your headphones all down and go get go to the bathroom but yeah go ahead chris do your thing <laughs>
1: All right, so I figured I'd choose the Erie for this for this week's uh, Westeros history minute, just because it was finally introduced in the show. Uh, So the Erie is considered to be the most impregnable castle, or maybe one of the only impregnable castles in the Seven Kingdoms. Um, The reason is it's hundreds of feet up uh, off the ground, and it's very the only way you can access it is a narrow road, which treacherous to put an army through so you really can't the only way to really take the area would be to put it under siege so um, I'll get a little bit into the uh, I guess the structure of it but there's two gates uh, from the Eastern Road the first one's the bloody gate and the second one is the gates of the moon Uh, if you're gonna assault the area it's typically gonna take you at least a, a half a day to get through just those two gates and all the while you're assaulting those two gates you're gonna be facing Uh, projectile fire from three castles, or three, I guess, way way castles that are above those two gates. So, essentially, you're going to take heavy losses within the first half day of assaulting the castle. Um, And then you have three way castles that are on the way up to the Erie. The names of them are Stone, Snow, and Sky. Um, Stone is not that treacherous. Um, It's surrounded by forest and it's a little bit wider, so you can actually kind of um, walk a decent-sized group of uh, soldiers or a caravan through there. Um, the next one is snow, and this one is, is a very steep pathway. Um, it's, it's strategically positioned uh, against the side of the mountain so that it commands the pathway. So you, there's no way around snow. Um, You've really got to either directly assault it or, I guess, if you can get some, some catapults to projectile fire on it past snow, and that would be the only way to take, or I'm sorry, past stone. That would be the only way to take that one. And then the third one is sky, which is the most treacherous of them all. And sky, uh, the pathway up to sky is the steepest. It's so narrow as well that um, you can only fit one card on it at a time. And it's typically icy and windy because it's very high up in the mountains. So if you're getting to this point, you're probably going to have to go probably one by one one man and one one uh, person at a time you're gonna need like climbing spikes to get up there which i don't know if you can put on if you're wearing knight's armor so um basically impossible to get up there Uh, and then once once you finally get to the area you'll find that it's the smallest of of the great houses castles. so it's not really too impressive in itself but just getting up there is really the hardest part um and then the the coolest getting in there is really difficult yeah, and then the coolest part is the moon door in there, which is uh, you drop people, you drop people out of there, and it's a eight hundred foot fall down to the stones on the bottom, so it's pretty much just like an instant death sentence. So, that's my Westeros history minute. Um, probably went on a little longer than a minute there, but good, good facts in there. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Cool way to call out your own good stuff.
1: Yeah, thanks. Good man.
0: stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: It's not my own good stuff, it's George's good stuff. And I'm just relaying over the, over the sweet, with my sweet voice over the airwaves, you know?
0: Oh, dude, your milky, your milky sweet voice. Put him in
1: your... <laughs> Never mind. Um, right, you both so...
0: been sick of and
1: sick of him. Dude, you just gave us
0: all that yummy milk, so I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I'm like Liza and you're like Robin. <laughs> thanks.
0: I want to watch the men <laughs> fly! <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no. all right so next segment you want to start us off here
0: the next segment is thrones for dummies this is where i ask crass a question crass for thrones for dummies why don't you tell us how many books there are and give me their titles
1: all right so there's there's five books out right now um the titles of those five are a game of thrones a clash of kings storm of swords Feast of crows and dance with dragons um so those are the five that are currently out winds of winter is supposedly not finished yet but i i mean i think there's a lot of speculation that it's finished and george is just waiting until the show is done with to release it uh so winds of winter will be He's just new dragging one his candles yeah i mean he stands to make a lot more money if he releases it after the show is done because people are going to be looking for game of thrones content um after after the show is done and then the final book in the series is supposed to be dream a dream of spring which that A dream one... of sperm spring spring oh, okay yeah get your mind out of the gutter over there nope um yeah dream of spring which is supposedly hasn't even been started yet but we'll see we'll see how long george lives Dude, can is... get all of them out. <laughs> we'll see how long? George <laughs> it's a legitimate what concern. Me. I mean, it's taking him like. Dude, well, we'll see like how long he lives. But more.
0: uh, well, gee, how mm-hmm. long? What was how many books have you written,
1: tough guy? Shit, I. You want to step into the mind of a Chris Sims? I'll, I'll, I'll you give you some step books. to into today, the you know? mind of
0: a Greg <laughs> jamie <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's get George a date. Right. So hopefully he can yeah, do some sexual was... activities, get that heart rate going, burn some yeah you...
1: You thrive in this segment, so... Dude, I don't know. stop it. Do we it. want to save the best Do we want to Yeah, save the you best give me your last, date or? for George. Give me a George uh, date. Okay, so mine... It's kind of topical because the ESPYs were just on last night. I guess it would have been like a week ago by the time this show comes out. But uh, Danica Patrick would be Ooh. my pick this week. And the reason I pick it is because um, Danica actually did a little cameo and, and showed up... Um, at the SPs in a Danny Targaryen outfit, a little cosplay action, Ooh. and I, I had to double-take a little bit because it was actually a really good outfit. Um, okay, well. But um, but yeah, so that that just made me think of, of one, Game of Thrones, and two, I think that they would be a good match if Dan if wow. Kirkpatrick was wearing that outfit. You know
0: why? I, we both would benefit from that too, you know why? I believe she's My currently dad. dating Aaron Rodgers, and if George were to steal her from Aaron Rodgers, that would send him oh, into like a yeah. tailspin you as a bears fan me as a vikings fan we both would benefit from that
1: that'd be nice divisional, a divisional depression a little year?
0: divisional depression yeah. wouldn't be too bad and then anthony Bar could break his shoulder again and we all win um i like that one. so who do you got my george Thanks. r martin uh since they're both single at the moment and for promotion of season eight this would cause a lot of publicity and it would be for him to date jennifer aniston
1: Oh, right? nice. He Love starts dating her.
0: Jennifer Aniston now. They're all over People Magazine. And then right before season eight's premiere, Angelina Jolie steals him.
1: Whoa. Both so girls got are single. They're in hot with well,
0: two. Brad Pitt, remember 2005, he was married to Jen Aniston. Next thing you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith comes out. The famous homewrecker yeah. thing about Angelina Jolie. She does it again. She gets oh, Aniston man. twice in one lifetime. She double. She. Doubles up on her, steals George, and at the premiere, yeah. they're like, "Whoa, George is with the Jolie." I thought she was with Aniston, and it's like, "Holy shit, she's done it again."
1: That that would be that'd be pretty neat. Who who would you want to date more though, Jennifer or me personally? Angelina. I would think I'd be
0: more of an Aniston fan personally. I think Angelina has too many kids and is a little. She's a little quirkier, whereas Aniston seems like a down home American kind yeah. of gal. Yeah. Aniston, both...
1: Aniston, first of all, is an H E B, and she somehow she just doesn't age which no. is great
0: her and paul rudd um, are two people who do not age
1: yeah oh i guess i should probably hcb means hot girl babe for those of you who don't yeah jen is a hot that.
0: girl babe i think joe lee is a little she has aged a little bit
1: yeah she has aged a little, she's still i mean she's still hot but not yeah. I mean, jennifer but she's not she's not like laura us, croft almost. tomb raider hot anymore Right, right. All right. Um so next segment here, unnecessary titties. You so go first. We just Yeah, so basically just pick out which scene we think had the most unnecessary nudity or titties in it. in this one, I think it's a pretty easy pick. I'm gonna go with um Liza's titty when she when she's feeding uh, that's a good Robin. Titty. Yeah. On the on the throne. Uh, on the Eeries throne. Um yeah, it was I mean we talked about this titty a little bit, but it was I mean, yeah, it was Someone out there do research and get back to though,
0: us if that's a real not titty not, or not. Yeah. Body double is even yeah. weird. Is is it a prosthetic or is it another person? I don't know, but still, the fact remains yeah. there's a nine year old kid like face into there.
1: Yeah, that's I think a prosthetic makes stuff. more sense. Yeah. So what was what was there? All um, right, so I this is too? mine,
0: and it's Theon's dick during the smanging, and this is my reason. Oh yeah. It is not because they show it. But because they show it a second after he finishes and it's a hundred percent soft and flaccid. That's not how that works, folks. <laughs> that dick should still have be a little hard and drippy. There should be some sounds on that dick. Alright <laughs> I'm just saying, the thing is dry oh, as a whistle, man. it's dangling. That's not how that works. That thing needs that mm-hmm. that thing still needs to be at like maybe not fully at midnight, but it needs to be dripping toward like one o'clock. It can't just be uh, straight all- down
1: you i mean you you must have like zoomed in on this thing to really like see that it was dry i and didn't zoom in everywhere. on it i'm just saying well, it's soft you're doing some research on it for chris, sure chris chris
0: you are a man the second the second you pull out <laughs> is it just just does it is it like a balloon like <clears throat> deflates no <laughs> it's not an elephant trunk chris oh, the thing still has some blood in there no am i wrong <laughs>
1: no hey you're not you're not wrong you're right before trial by combat you better
0: get your house in order dude because this show is supposed well, actually,
1: to be so i had a i had a uh, i had an honorable mention for unnecessary titties and i i didn't want to give two because i didn't want to maybe steal yours so i let you go first so um well second um but my second honorable mention was when ned's visiting the brothel to interrogate the uh the newest of robert's bastards and um jory's sees like staring. a prostitute sitting across the way and he's just staring at her titties she's like flashing him and flashing him and he goes Ned. and Ned's like all right come on and then jory just stands there he's like jory and then he's like oh yeah sorry please." to poor jory yeah that's, that's a tough yeah.
0: couple of that's a tough couple of minutes for jory uh mm-hmm. and the point still mm-hmm. remains though chris is that theon should have still had some residual hardness am i wrong
1: yeah no that's a good point i mean you're right you're right
0: Alright. Unless he was just, like, doing, like, softcore sex from, like, late-night Cinemax, where it's just, like, soft wiener just banging off stuff. No, no
1: pen. There's no, no pen. pen. There. There's
0: no pen. That would be really weird to pay a hooker to do that. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Trial by combat. That was a soft seven. Trial by combat. <laughs> Chris, everywhere I look in Game of Thrones, there's sadness and destruction. I need a show where everywhere I look, there's a heart, there's a hand to hold on to. Uh, Everywhere I look, there's a face of somebody who needs me, and that is Full House.
1: Oh, man. Did you ever watch Full House, Chris? Yeah, actually, I did used to watch Full House. Full House is the
0: epitome, folks, of CTV, a.k.a. Caucasian television. Um, Joey, (laughs) Jesse, and apparently Chris television. Joey, Jesse, Danny, the three amigos. Um, Some expressions from the show. How rude. You got it, dude what a show Kimmy Gibbler you got DJ you got Stephanie you got uh oh god what are the Olsen twins
1: names Man, you're really into it you're really into oh uh, I watched it a bunch as a Mary kid Kate dude Nancy.
0: this is the theme well I know what their names are I the characters names it starts with like an uh, Michelle oh. Michelle so you got basically here's the theme it's Danny Tanner his wife dies in a car accident he has three daughters so he thinks whoa how am I gonna raise these three daughters by myself they need a feminine touch so I'll invite my brother-in-law and my buddy to come live in the house with me and that'll help me raise these children <laughs> so whoa, Jesse baby. of course with his, was his wife's brother she comes and lives. so it's the Carol's uncle and then Joey which was just a good family friend comes and lives and he's a comedian slash potential huh. pedophile who comes and lives uh, in the house and you're such express come on you know Joey come on now cut it out uh, yeah it's a uh, fuller house on Netflix
1: yeah it's on Netflix I have a remake fullest um, house coming soon so I mean come yeah, on now eat Game it Thrones, out Game of, Game of Thrones is just way better because no. Really? first of all I, I have to have some blood and action scenes in my shows so okay. I mean, that's, that's a big that's have a big, you seen um, the
0: episode where DJ gets like an eating disorder it's pretty deep
1: I don't remember I really don't remember too much of watching full house I was a little guy um, the other thing is uh, Game of Thrones has nudity so that's pretty cool but Game of Thrones I would say Ranger obviously Joe. wins and the major reason Ranger that it wins Joe. is because Game of Thrones actually has a compelling storyline and twists oh, wow. and turns and whereas Full House does not have a compelling storyline it As doesn't what about the one where no, uncle jesse so
0: goes to his 10-year high school reunion cheats on becky with his old high school flame and then he drives his motorcycle into the dance and he's like sorry becky i didn't mean it and then they end up together that's not a twist chris that's not a storyline for you a grown man that, on that a sounds, motorcycle in a gymnasium at a high school doesn't sound unrealistic enforced like by that sounds abc like a whole fridays whole at seven of,
1: sounds like a whole bunch of hot garbage to me it's really what that sounds like yeah it really is oh, yeah so, Thinking back. <laughs> honestly, if I, if I had to choose right now between watching a show of Fishfuckers or Full House, I'd probably go fish Fucker's just for the shock value. That's all I wanted to hear, uh, man.
0: Yo, also, yeah. internet, back the fuck off, all right? I don't need any of your shit about Fishfuckers. This is a good show, and it's <laughs> going to happen, all right? I'm getting 50% love it and 50% hate it, and I'm starting to find it's very polarizing and there's no in-between.
1: Yeah. Well, I love it. I love to hate it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. You'd
0: love to love it.
1: Well, um, that's our show.
0: That, actually, so the old gods will decide ooh, that one.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually got some breaking news. Uh, so coming to you guys November 20th of 2018, we get some finally some new Game of Thrones world content. Fire and Blood uh, is being released. It's a book. It's about it's the first in a series of targaryen history so mm. um go go grab that off the bookshelves on november 20th folks should be some very entertaining stuff in there um so yeah that's all i got
0: um, so a few quick things folks again we're still on itunes and soundcloud whichever one you like to view us on is totally up to you we just appreciate the support uh if you are on those you know like subscribe uh, rate us five stars, give us a share, uh, maybe even drop a comment our way. Shares we appreciate, too, just to, you know, get us out there a little bit. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Deep Thrones Pod. You can follow our personal accounts on Instagram, at ChrisCan'tSwims and at Chopper underscore uh, Again, your likes and comments sure do go a long way. And message us. Send us messages of stuff you want to hear, stuff that interests you about Game of Thrones. Uh, any complaints, direct them to the person of at ChrisCan'tSwims. Uh, Any good information, any positive feedback, at Chopper underscore Sheedy. Uh, I handle that stuff. Uh, Am I missing anything, Chris?
1: No, I think that's it. You covered everything.
0: That's about a wrap on that. All right, folks, so uh, that's it for this one. Um, Khaleesi, hit me up.